Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This will be for Jeremiah chapter 17. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, and with the point of a diamond it is graven upon the tablet of their heart and upon the horns of their altars. This chapter is full of metaphors and similes with which the prophet Jeremiah illustrated Judah's fallen state. Their sin is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. That These metaphors speak of how deeply sin was embedded in Judah's consciousness. O oh, my mountain in the field is likely a reference to Jerusalem, which is nestled in the hill country of Judea. The focus of one's trust determines whether he is cured or blessed. The heath of the desert re- represents Judah as a withered tree without moisture or sustenance. The Lord searches the heart and tries the reins, the inner self, to determine directions. Like a bird or partridge that sits on eggs that will not hatch, so those of Judah who get rich by dishonest means will leave empty-handed. Jesus Christ, Jehovah in the Old Testament, is the very hope of Israel, the fountain of living waters. Jesus is the good shepherd, a pastor to those who follow him. Verse 2, whilst their children remember their altars in their groves by the green trees upon the, hill, upon the high hills. The Hebrew is Asherim, or, or the fertility god, uh, idols. O my mountain, i.e. Jerusalem, in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil and thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders. And thou, even thyself, shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger which shall burn forever. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath, or juniper tree, in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inherit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope is the, the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see, or fear, when heat cometh. For her, her leaf shall be green, and shall not be carried careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit the heat or the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can who can know it i the lord search the heart i try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings god gives us agency as the partridge sitteth on eggs and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. It matters how we earn our living. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the, in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I, will, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. As for me, I have not hastened to, from bringing a pastor to follow thee, Neither have I desired the woeful day thou knowest that thou came out of my lips right, was right before me. Be not a terror unto me, thou art my hope in the day of evil. Let them be confounded, or ashamed, or disappointed, that persecute me, but let not me be confounded. Let them be dismayed, but let me not be dismayed. Bring upon them the day of evil, and destroy them with double destruction." 
Thus said the Lord unto me, Go and stand in the gate of the children of the people, whereby the kings of Judah come in, and by the which they go out, and in all the gates of Jerusalem, and say unto them, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye kings of Judah, and all Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem that enter in by these gates. Thus saith the Lord, Take heed to yourselves, and bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. In other words, keep the Sabbath day holy. Neither carry forth a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day, neither do ye any work, but hallow ye the Sabbath day, as I commanded your father. Living as we do in an age when the spirit of Sabbath observance is so flagrantly violated, it may be well for us to observe the remarkable importance attached by Jeremiah to keeping this day holy. Not only did the prophet command the people to hallow the day and, and not to do any work therein, but he went so far as to promise that the city of Jerusalem would remain or be inhabited forever. This teaching of Jeremiah's given, gives a strong indication of how important the Lord considers Sabbath observance to be. Not only does one have a good opportunity on the Sabbath to meditate on God and His goodness, but also to worship Him and rest both mentally and physically. Moreover, the Sabbath gives men the opportunity of building up love in their own households and of kindling a good spirit in their neighbors. Probably Jeremiah thought that if his people would observe the spirit of the Sabbath, they could eventually be turned from their wicked course and be worthy of the promises the Lord made. That was by Sidney Sperry. Verse 23, But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff, that they might not hear nor receive instruction. And it shall come to pass, if ye diligently hearken unto me, saith the Lord, to bring in no burden through the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but hallow the Sabbath day, to do no work therein, then shall there enter into the gates of this city kings and princes, sitting upon the throne of David, ruling in chariots and on horses, they and their princes, the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city shall remain forever. And they shall come from the cities of Judah, and from the places about Jerusalem, and from the land of Benjamin, and from the plain, and from the mountains, and from the south, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices and meat offerings and incense and bringing sacrifices of praise unto the house of the Lord. But if you will not hearken unto me to hallow the Sabbath day and not to bear a burden even entering in at the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then will I kindle a fire in the gates thereof and it shall devour the, the palaces or citadels or great buildings of Jerusalem and it shall not be quenched. So that's the end of the chapter and uh, we'll see you next time. You can see the importance here, can't you, of observing the Sabbath. Um, back in the day, the gates of Jerusalem were usually closed on the Sabbath. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye.